0: Welcome into Campo and Joe. Good to be with you, especially if you tuned into Facebook Live. We appreciate you hanging out with us. And if you checked in with any of our 1010 XL social channels, video, or listen to us on a podcast, we appreciate it. Joe C. from XL Primetime, Monday through Friday on the Superstation, and Coach Campo back for another week, ready to drop some knowledge on them. You ready?
1: Very excited. Uh, you know, this is game week. Uh, you know, we've been talking about this for a long time. Yeah. And uh, now. You know all the things that have been discussed: uh, a new uh, regime, right. a new a new uh, quarterback, second year at the end, coming back of Robinson coming back from injury. Mm-hmm. You know there's a lot of storylines that that are out there, yeah. and uh, you know this is going to be fun. I, I I really feel like this is going to be a season that the fans can look at and say, you know what, there's some improvement here. Right. Let's
0: let's go forward. Sixty minutes of ball on on Sunday. That's what we're going to be able to judge this team on, as opposed to what coach is talking about all the what ifs. You know, because I live in a you know well what if coach, what if coach world. And now let's see what it looks like. Now before we get cranking, because we got to look at the Washington Commanders, we got to talk about the fifty-three man roster. Just a little bit about the opening of college football weekend. Wasn't it awesome? It was Uh, fun. Just to have football.
1: Yeah, and I'll be honest with you. I mean, I you know. I'm not a college aficionado, but right. I watched college football this weekend, and, and almost every game came down to the wire. Yeah, You know, Notre Dame wasn't supposed to be close. They at least made it semi-close. Right. But Appalachian State oh uh, almost won that one. 62 points in the yeah. fourth quarter, in fourth quarter. And that's exciting to me. Yeah. And the fans, you know, college football, the oh, fans yeah. Are, are, yeah. are crazy. But... Uh, and then East Carolina, mm-hmm. you know, NC, and North, State. Uh, NC State, uh, that one, and then Florida came down to the wire. Yeah. Florida State came down to the yeah, wire. I think every game I watched yeah. was like that, you know, other than the Notre Dame game where mm-hmm. it was kind of under control sure. at the yeah. end.
0: But it makes it. It, it does, does make it makes for a thrilling start. We got lots of uh, football ahead of us. This past Sunday is the last Sunday that you're not going to uh, worry about not having any NFL until early mid-February. So let's get to it. All right. So let's talk about a handful of uh, roster pieces of news. And then we're going to get to the game. But I do think it's worth starting out with James Robinson. You mentioned him. Travis Etienne comes back from a Liz Frank injury. He is about 15 months removed from that. So he was in a much better position Health wise, to come back, but what a good piece of news that James Robinson might be able to be seen in action on Sunday after a December 26th Achilles rupture.
1: Yeah, that's surprising. Yeah, uh, you know, again, uh, you know, these young athletes, you know, they could come back a lot easier than some of the veterans can. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, uh, just by being young and and physical, and uh, you know, I, I I think the training staff at the Jaguars have to be. Mm-hmm. applaud it because, you know, coming off an Achilles is no uh, easy uh, job. And it, it takes two. It takes the, the fortitude of the guy that's coming back. Right. But it also takes uh, a, a rehab group mm-hmm. that, you know, has the foresight to to know exactly how to do it to get a guy ready. And I think they've done it. And and uh, the one thing I think uh, Urban did was bring in the head trainer over there, which I, you know, out of a lot of negatives, that might be the biggest positive going. And I'm just excited to
0: see him out there. You know, the one thing that Urban Meyer did mention last year, when when the when when he came in to take over, talking about the soft tissue injuries, talking about the number of injuries that limited players from from being back and healthy, missing a lot of starts. And you're right, you. You have to have the right formula in the off season, keeping these guys strong and fit, but also keeping them healthy.
1: Well, I will say this, and I'm not going to name a bunch of names, mm-hmm. but what I had, you know, I had two hips replaced. Mm-hmm. The one that I had in Dallas, I had our Dallas trainers for the rehab. Mm-hmm. It's 20-something years now, and I don't even know I had the, wow.
0: the hip. Yeah,
1: Had one done here and went to a rehab outfit. And I'm going to another rehab outfit tomorrow. So, you know, that's only three or four years ago. Right. So it really is a combination because, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't do anything different in my rehab. I approached right. the rehab like I got to do everything I can mm-hmm. to get back to where I don't worry about it. And, I, and that is an example, I think, of, of you know, if you get the right rehab people yeah. along with your fortitude, that's, that's fortunate.
0: There is no question about it. And this team needs to stay lucky. Health-wise, we know it's not the deepest unit, but when you look at the 53, and you and I did a show on it last week, and we knew that it was going to be fluid and changing, and Adam Gostis is an example of a guy that was on the team, then he was off the team, and now he's back on, but overall, going into a 17-game, 18-week schedule... They're not the deepest bunch, but they do have some pieces to go out and win football.
1: Yeah, uh, this is a better group, uh, you know, when you go with the starting 22. And mm-hmm. and I would honestly say a few backups uh, as well. Right. You know, that, that uh, it's a better unit than they had a year ago. Mm-hmm. And you've heard me say a lot of times, every game comes down to sometimes five or six plays during the game if the game is competitive. Right. And I think we're going to have a lot more games that are competitive with this unit, and then it comes down to how do you play on that on that uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. And and you know I'm I'm confident that this team's going to be better than they were
0: a year ago. All right, so I'm I'm showing you the depth chart that right. just came out, and we're looking at I, I think a good mix of veterans and, a, and an injection of youth. Uh, either first-year guys that are rookies like Trayvon Walker, or second-year guys that already step in and do a little bit more. All right, so I, I look at it. They made a couple of decisions. The biggest piece of news for Jaguar fans is that Ben Barch has been listed as the starting left tackle, and that Jawan Taylor, or excuse me, starting left guard, and Jawan Taylor is listed as the starting right tackle. Those were the two big position battles on the offensive line. I'm not going to say I'm shocked or disappointed. But I feel like I wanted Walker Little to to prove that he could win that job, and he didn't. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, uh, to me, it ended in a tie.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, you
1: know, in my mind, uh, Jawan Taylor played better with the competition,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: which is which, which is, is how it should be, great. right? That's the way it should be. And and uh, with with Walker Little, you know, Walker Little is only a, a young player, mm-hmm. and Jawan's got more experience. He's got forty six or something starts, you know, and. If it comes down to a tie, uh that's a that's a real plus mm-hmm. for the Jaguars because if it's a tie there, you've you know with whoever doesn't win that job, mm-hmm. they're the swing tackle. Right. And that means that, you know, if they made the right decision, and if it is Juwan Taylor, they're going with the experience, which yeah. which I kind of agree with if it's a tie. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I still see some deficiencies there, but I think walk a little athletically. Is going to be a long-term fix there. And and he is a good. I don't think Juwan Taylor would be a great swing tackle. Okay. I think Little will be a great swing tackle he's because I think he's athletic enough to play yeah. the left side yeah. as well as the right side. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm fine with that decision. Mm-hmm. And I think Barch, uh, you know, I think he's proven that he can. He's a load in there. He's big and and pretty physical.
0: Well, if nothing else, when you take the fact that Ben Bartch has won this job, Tyler Shatley's a proven backup. Walker Little's proven that he can, as you just described, played both positions, left and right tackle. Right. And then they go and get Van Laten away from uh did they pry him from Green Bay? That's where he yes. came from. Yes. And so that's three guys that are much more uh, I, I would I would call them quality backups than this team's had before. Absolutely. And and uh,
1: you know, again, uh they I think they were hoping that Little would win the job. You know, that it would be decidedly better because mm-hmm. I think Juwan struggled last year. Mm-hmm. But I think he improved enough to where I'm okay with that setup the mm-hmm. way it is right now. And when they put Shatley at center originally, I in my mind thought you know, Barch as much must have shown these guys something, right? From a year ago, and I think he did. And and what he did in OTAs and mm-hmm. everything, that you know, they feel pretty confident with him as well.
0: well. And and Van Lanen we don't know whether they'll be calling on him or not, but he's going to back up Brandon Sheriff. Now, the other thing that gets me a little bit is as we're talking about, there's at least a decent amount of depth on this offensive line. Take a look at the. Depth chart for the wide receiver position. You got Marvin Jones, Christian Kirk, and Zay Jones as your starters. Your four, five, and six receivers are Tim Jones, Jamal Ad- Agnew, and Kendrick Pryor. That does not scream depth to me. No,
1: and and, and but it, what what it does do is those the three guys that are backups mm-hmm. are all special teams players, mm-hmm. and I think that's the important part right. of the whole thing mm-hmm. because uh, you know uh, they've got a, they've got some guys. I'm talking about pure receivers, they have a couple of pure receivers on the practice squad mm-hmm, true. that they could use if things didn't go well mm-hmm. you know and and but to me, those back end guys, I think Agnew has probably shown enough that he can be a factor as a as a receiver, so he's probably the fourth guy, yeah, I would think so and and then the other guy, and he's probably only a returner mm-hmm. in the special teams, right the other two guys, Tim Jones made a name for himself. Yeah, he did. He and, really and did. He, he won the job outright mm-hmm. and has some ability. And then you, the other guy, Pryor, is mm-hmm. a big guy that can run. Yeah. And he's a special teams guy. Yeah. So, you know, I'm okay with that. I don't think the depth is something you get real excited about. Right. But I I do think that they help the ball club, especially if the guys stay healthy. Yeah.
0: And let's just imagine all three of those guys being productive First and special teams, doing whatever it is they're asked to do. Gunner, whatever it might be. Jamal Agnew is a return guy, and then Tim Jones, who was lightning fast. If you get a a four wide receiver set, and he can show some of that speed, and maybe find one of the weakness in one of the weaknesses in the secondary and expose them, that those are huge moments in ball games. Third and fourth. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to call them fourth string, but third or fourth option guys yeah. can make big plays in big well, games. Well, I, you know, I'd get a little bit excited
1: to be honest with you if if I'm in four wide receivers mm-hmm. and I've got Kirk at one slot, yeah. and Agnew at the other slot. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you know, that's a, that's putting a little mm-hmm. pressure on the defense. Yeah, that gives you some now, options. In other situations, you got Arnold and and Ingram mm-hmm. as the two inside slot yeah. guys. Yeah, against some guys that can't handle them. Mm-hmm. So to me, that that's a that's a big improvement. They've got some guys that can make some plays with a ball in their hands and separate with some guys underneath.
0: All right, let's hit the defense here real quick because I want to come back to Trevor and what we think he might be able to do coming out of the mm-hmm. box against the Washington Commanders. But you've got Devon Hamilton mm-hmm. without anybody listed as his backup coach, which, which is still a little scary. But you've explained to us how they're going to slide left and right protection. Anyway, you got Devon Hamilton, Roy Robertson, Harris, uh, Fadakasi Are going to be your three down, uh, hand in the ground, hand on the ground, lineman? And then after that, you got Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker, uh, Foye Aluakan, and Devin Lloyd listed as the starter. So those are your linebackers. That's a front seven that's pretty good.
1: And that group right there—they should be attacking a lot better than they were a year ago. Yeah, in my opinion, mm-hmm. now. Again, it's, you know, stay healthy. Sure. Uh, I think they have a lot of versatility in that group right there. Uh, you know, with being able to use uh, Lloyd as mm-hmm. as another rusher at, right. at times, uh, it, you know, I think there's a lot. Of, and, and really, when you're talking about that group, right. you're talking about first down
0: mm-hmm. heavy exactly.
1: personnel, yeah. you know, whether it's two tight ends and one mm-hmm. back or two backs and one tight end. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when you need the, the Fadakasi and, mm-hmm. and the Hamilton and the Harris. But when it's third down, now all of a sudden some of those backups start to show up. You mm-hmm. don't want Smoot and Gatsas, for example, to have to handle the load on first and no, second down no. with, heavy, with big people in the right, game on right. offense.
0: Yeah, That's the concern. And Dwayne Dewan, De, Smoot and Arden Key are listed behind Roy Robertson Harris. We already know that Smoot can play well off the edge in longer down situation or down and distance situations. Arden Key could line up outside or inside.
1: Yes, and and to be honest with you, from a pass rush standpoint, they are much better with the group that they've mm-hmm. got there yeah. right now. Yeah, you know they're going to be able to get to some quarterbacks.
0: And you're looking at Chad Mumma that has a chance maybe to step up and, and be ready to go in in case Devin Lloyd's well, not 100%. The, gr- the
1: best thing about Lloyd being hurt, first of all, they had a full OTAs mm-hmm. with Devin Lloyd. Mm-hmm. So they know what he can do mentally. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been through the entire, you put the entire offense in an OTAs right. and then you right. repeat it at training mm-hmm. camp. Mm-hmm. The one thing you didn't have on him is seeing live action, you know, in, in training camp. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a tremendous advantage for your backup linebacker in Muma, right. Yeah. Because Muma got all those reps. Yeah. Well, Lloyd came in, got a little bit of action the last week, mm-hmm. showed that he can mentally he can handle everything. Mm-hmm. I could see him playing, but I could also see Muma playing. And that's a great backup situation right. to have right yeah.
0: there. They are being introduced quickly. Yeah.
1: And both, by the way, this group right here, which is, which is unusual to me, mm-hmm. is, you know, they didn't worry about this coaching staff did mm-hmm. not worry about who was the Mike linebacker and who was the Will linebacker. That's true. Inside. Mm-hmm. Tight end on one side. One time it was Muma. Mm-hmm. The next time it was Quarterman. Okay. So and they the, didn't and care. The next right. time they were opposite. Right. So they played both positions, which mm-hmm. to me is a real advantage right. because now if you get somebody hurt, you got a guy, you can't say, well, this guy can't play a Mike. Right. In our scheme, mm-hmm. he, he, he's only a Will. They've got a combination guys in there right now.
0: Is that Mike Caldwell bringing that over? He's now the defensive coordinator here, was under Todd Bowles in Tampa. Is that kind of his philosophy? Exactly the same okay. thing.
1: And that to me is unusual, mm-hmm. you know, because usually you've got a smaller linebacker that's behind guys think, up front. right? And then you've got a guy that can take on the guards and stuff. I don't think they're worried about that. They want speed on the field, mm-hmm. and, and uh, they've got it now.
0: Uh, that uh, secondary uh Tyson Campbell has got a chance. We all know this has got a chance to become, to blossom into a very, very good player. Shaq Griffin, if I'm putting just a little tiny question yeah. mark next to somebody and probably placing it next to him, he can have a good year. He's really focused on trying to find the football, hold on to it, make plays. But what do you think about the secondary with Cisco getting a chance to be a, a, a day one starter? Well,
1: I think Cisco, you've heard me say before that mm-hmm. Cisco, I think, is the key to the whole thing. Yeah. You know, I think that they've improved. You know, with 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 Thomas out there and mm-hmm. and uh, guard out there, they're not. That's where they were last year, right? In my opinion, yeah. Jenkins has got to play better than he did. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, yeah, Rayshon Jenkins, Jenkins yeah. has got to play better than he did a year ago, yeah. which we're hopeful that he will be able to. Right. Little banged up, you know, had some injuries. Yeah. Hopefully, he's going to show. But the free safety position. Cisco you know had a lot of numbers in college mm-hmm. watching him out there. he's a little bit more athletic and mm-hmm. cover guys, and he's a good open field tackler to me, the secondary the key is gonna be the addition of williams mm-hmm. at at uh Nickel,
0: yeah, which he's listed here as the starter, which is good news for fans that he's healthy he's been cleared, he's healthy and ready to go right
1: and then uh the addition of Cisco, those two guys make give the secondary a chance to yeah. be better than a year ago, plus they have. A uh, Herndon, mm-hmm. who has plenty of experience, if something happened to somebody, exactly. he could be in that nickel corner situation. Yeah.
0: And, and you know, I don't want to call this a deep football team because it's not, but the numbers are at least starting to give you a little security uh, looking past your, your starters. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's where you have to look at it and say, you know, if we stay healthy and you only have to use two or three backups here or there, I think there are backups that are capable mm-hmm of stepping in at every position, mm-hmm. one guy at least, that has a chance to come in and be a backup and play. Yeah.
0: All right, let's use the last handful of minutes that we have talking about the Washington Commanders, the Commodores, the Commodes, whatever you want to call them, okay? <laughs> I hope it's the Commodes next <laughs> we'll, Sunday. Just flush them, whatever you want to call yeah. them. Yeah, uh, Let's look at them just a little bit, and, and I want to get to Carson Wentz, but people may not realize Coach Campo, was part of Jack Del Rio's staff here in Jacksonville when this was a playoff football team. In fact, they lived off of their defense and run game. Maurice Jones-Drew and the big boys up front, the Marcus Strouds, the John Hendersons, you were part of that defensive staff. right? What do we know about Jack Del Rio and what he'll try and do? Well,
1: I can tell you the one thing right away is he's got the same kind of up front guys. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at... at uh,
0: Oh, Jonathan Allen. Uh, you know, he?
1: Jonathan Allen yeah. and... and, and uh, you know, they're they've got a good group. Montez Sweat, mm-hmm. Jonathan Allen. Uh you know, they're they're physical up front. Mm-hmm. And I think uh Payne is the other guy, right? Yep. Yeah. And and those guys are physical players, and that's what Jack likes for sure. So that's an advantage. They've got a couple linebackers that can run. Jammaine Davis is mm-hmm. a is a guy that can really run. So he has the front that can cause some problems. Right. And that's going to be one of the keys to the football game. Where their Achilles heel is, in my opinion, is in the secondary. They don't have guys that you would say they were very average, a mm-hmm. lot of mistakes a year ago. Now, they played better towards the end of the year. So, mm-hmm. you know, the defense I think is going to be fairly solid. Right. And that's going to be a great test for our offensive guys.
0: And and, and Doug Peterson comes from the NFC East. He won a Super Bowl with Philadelphia. He knows how to play call in that division. Now, it wasn't necessarily Doug Peterson versus Ron Rivera, right? Because Rivera just barely gotten there a couple of years ago when when Doug had exited. But what do you what do you think of his knowledge of going against Washington? As well,
1: a you know, I just think that he knows the type of players that they have in mm-hmm. the East. Yeah, you know, the East is known for big physical guys that can that that you know that are strong. Mm-hmm. Football players, Mm -hmm. and I think that probably uh, the guys that Washington has Mm -hmm. has some of those guys. Well, Doug is an outstanding schemer. You know, he's a guy that can put our guys in the best possible positions to win. So they'll be looking for things to to attack them. And and he'll have some knowledge of and being out a year, he was able to watch some of those games. True. So he has a little bit of a, an idea of what's going on yeah. uh, with with the, with the group.
0: I mean, I think that's a good point as well, coach, because he had to have an idea of where he wanted to go. Probably started scouting opponents. Probably started looking at them. All right, so we have an idea of what the offense is going to look like. But let's spend a second here on Trevor Lawrence and what you think he can do from a leadership point of view, from a playmaking point of view, out of the box. Really, I feel like he wants to make a statement as soon as he gets out, just to erase 2021.
1: Yeah, I think it was a rough year. But I think the one thing about him is I don't think his his confidence Mm -hmm. and his demeanor and his IQ was damaged. He's the guy to me that shows great poise Mm -hmm. and and ability to lead. So that's going to show up in my opinion. But the thing that shows up more than anything to me is what's around him. You know, they have some playmakers that can help him mm-hmm. make some plays. I think how the offensive line performs, and I thought they performed okay a year ago. Mm-hmm. If they can perform a little bit better, that hopefully they will. Uh, that gives him a chance to kind of be himself. And the more confidence you have in your receivers, I think the receiver core is better. Yeah. The starters. Yeah. Uh, the guys that can get open. And I think he has confidence enough for the guys that he, he knows where they're going to be. Mm-hmm. When a quarterback is where he needs to be is when a guy's in his face and he sees a helmet out there that's his other guys. And he knows if he throws it over here that he's going to be there. That's how you make plays. And when you have that same situation and he only sees a helmet and he's not quite sure the guy's going to be there, then all of a sudden he's holding the ball a little too yeah. long and make it, it makes it a difficult situation. Yeah. So hopefully this group of receivers gives him the ability to say, mm-hmm. I know that Marvin Jones, Zay Jones, and Kirk are going to be where yeah. I expect them to be, and that gives me an opportunity to let it rip.
0: Kind of feel like looking at these guys, I feel like Marvin Jones in a lot of ways will become a security blanket for him because he is a sound route runner. He catches the ball, I think, for the most part, at a, at a pretty high success rate. He doesn't have a lot of drops. And I feel like that's the guy you're describing. Then you got Christian Kirk, who can either in space close to the line of scrimmage can make things happen, or he can obviously get deep. And Zay Jones, I gotta say, coach, I think has got a lot of people. I think he's surprised a lot of people in the short time. Yeah, Spencer. he's
1: intrigued a lot of people yeah. because of his what he's done in camp.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, we'll see how it goes, right. you know, but I agree with you with the first two for sure. Mm-hmm. I think, and I would even put Kirk in that same, mm-hmm. I can get myself into positions right. and open. I thought it really showed against uh, the Steelers. Mm-hmm. You know, they were a zone football team, mm-hmm. and Kirk had five catches, and he got himself into the open area. That's
0: what you want. You
1: know, and that's really what you have to do against the, the, those type of teams. Mm-hmm. If they can protect it, him with their offensive line, mm-hmm. uh, it, then it comes down to guys getting into position to be able to make plays. Right. And I, I think this group has it. So I'm excited about watching them. Uh, and
0: we haven't the, mentioned the tight end. No. That, I
1: mean, those are extra guys that, yeah. that can do a lot of things. I think mm-hmm. they've got a good combination. You know, they've got the big receiving tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, excuse me, the big uh, blocking tight end mm-hmm. and Manhurts that right. can also catch the ball at times. Yeah. It, they've got Farrell, who's kind of a combination guy, mm-hmm. and then they've got the two guys that are really slot.
0: Yeah, Dan Arnold can move tight yeah. ends yeah. with
1: with uh, uh, Arnold and, and Ingram.
0: All right, I'm not going to get you to make a big bold prediction, but as as we wrap up. Who do you think has the potential, uh, and I don't know whether you throw a stat line at us or not, but to have the biggest game, not knowing anything right now. We don't know whether this offense is going to be able to move the chains, own the time of possession, get in the actual end zone. They didn't score a lot last year, Coach. Who do you think might be able to get off and, and at least Get off to a nice start in 2022.
1: Trevor Lawrence, okay. I think he's going to get off. Okay. I think he's going to uh, make it real difficult on their defense mm-hmm. uh, with what he can do with his legs mm-hmm. and and his confidence level. I think he's going to show out. I think they're going to be uh, ultra focused on Etienne. Yeah. Uh, but I think Doug will have some things for him, and and then the other guy to me is Kirk. I mm-hmm. think he'll he'll show you why he's Picked his high or uh, paid his high. As yeah, it.
0: he was paid a bunch. Yes. I'm glad you mentioned Trevor's ability to scramble. Yes, because I think that is going to be a facet of his game that people are going to be going. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And Josh Allen learned how to throw off of his run. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to learn how to run off of his throw.
1: Absolutely. And I and I really I think he's uh, he's primed to do exactly what you said is to kind of show out. But mm-hmm. it will depend on. A lot of other people sure. around him. And yeah. I think they have some people that, that can make some things happen.
0: And they, I think the, the, the biggest thing is as we wrap it up is that they have got to figure out a way to get in the end zone. They cannot stall in yeah. the red zone, which you have made a very, very good point about. People pay attention. You've got to be able to run the football inside the red zone.
1: And that's why I'm I'm excited about the fact that uh, that uh, Robinson's gonna be available, mm-hmm. you know, because I think he's a type of runner that can that make some things happen down there. Uh, they've got the ability to get at the end on the edge, get him the ball quick, mm-hmm. can make some people miss. So, you know, that's the key. They've got to be able to run the football. And I look at those quick throws, you know, out of the backfield as running plays. Right. You know, uh, when he, when they get them behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I I think that's a, one of the keys. The other key is going to be their pass rush uh, getting to the quarterback.
0: Yeah. All right, we had a great time, Campo and Joe. will be here uh, at, at a minimum once a week, right? Yes at a minimum, and then we'll try and hit you wherever else we can. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you name it. But appreciate all y'all listening. Joe C., Coach Dave Campo, I am fired up. Let's go get a dub. Let's go. It's game week. That's right. We'll talk to you next week.